Hi, and welcome to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed, the no BS hustle-free podcast for business owners who outsource or provide outsourcing services. I'm your host, Rosie Shiloh, virtual assistant advocate and owner of Virtually Yours, the virtual assistant network. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed, the imposter series. I've got Natasha Stewart, who is an amazing, amazing, brave woman. I've got her here today from Remarkable Business Months um, to have a chat about an experience that um, sort of I, I saw just recently online um, after having known Natasha for so long through just business connections, saw something happen online that really does sort of speak to this topic. And so I asked if she would jump on and let us sort of dissect it a little bit and what how, how that's kind of turned out. So welcome, welcome. There you go. <laughs> that's okay. I'm great. Thank you. Excellent. So earlier this month, at the moment, I, I like to I like to say sentences and not finish them and jump into new ones. You'll get used to that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this month, during a time where opinions are very, very polarised. You took a brave stance and you said to people in the Remarkable Business Mums group how you were feeling about the division and the issues around medical coercion and that sort of thing in the current climate, stuff that is making it hard for people to run their businesses, whether it's physically limiting them to run their businesses or psychologically damaging them so they can't run their businesses. Um, And so it is something that is relevant to the group, yet not everybody was saying yay for being genuine, yay for being you. There were a lot that were, but there were some there that were just like, no, I don't like what you have to say. And so I saw that and I thought, all right, here's a woman who's going to say what she thinks and is a really great example of what I've been talking about during this series. So how did, how did that play out for you? Um, it had been something that had been on my mind for a little while, um, not necessarily posting it, but just the everyday grind of feeling silenced and the everyday grind of not really being able to speak my truth, which is something that I do in that group regularly and have done for the last five years. And I've written about mental health. I write about business. I write about mum life. So writing about things that are just, you know, sort of running through my mind is something that is familiar to me. But I felt very silenced by this topic because I, like most other people, see the divide. I see the shaming um, and I see um, the negative impact that it has on people. However, um, after a little bit of inner work and soul work, I realized that I was just being out of an alignment with myself and almost betraying myself because I wasn't speaking my truth. So that's how it sort of came to. Um, and then, yeah. And you did have a lot of people. Well, firstly, congratulations. That's really good because that's one of the things that this is all about is about aligning with what you believe and being okay to to share that with people. Um, and I know there's a lot of support for you as well, which is what people want. They want to know that if they speak their truth, that people will support them. Um, and you definitely had that. But how did it feel when you had people sort of challenge you <laughs> or say, um, you know, leave the group, for example? 
Yeah, so in a group of um, over 16,000 people, I think I had maybe 150 people leave. And to be honest, um, like the, there's two sides of that. I really don't mind that they left. That's fine. Um, they were... I, it's my group it's my channel it's my platform you Hell know yeah. so um if they if it's not for them that's totally okay so I certainly wasn't crying in my soup about it <laughs> um the people and the the majority of them were quite supportive there was a lot of really beautiful comments and a lot of people that resonated um and insightful comments as well and a lot of um, people that said they felt exactly the same and I got a lot of messages from people that didn't that that you know don't like to comment but they rather pm right so i knew that i wasn't the only one feeling like that um but the comments that were a little bit more of um an opposite opinion to me i found it incredibly hard to not reply back because i didn't want it to turn into a debate and it wasn't necessarily about being pro-vax or anti-vax or covid or thoughts on covid it was about the division and how that is psychologically impacting people so yeah, I found it incredibly, incredibly hard not to reply to comments that I felt um, were either judgy or mean or ill-informed, and that's, you know, my perception of them being ill-informed. Um, but I didn't really... Um, like the, the, anyone that, you know, wasn't sort of in alignment that commented, they it didn't, like, again, I wasn't crying in my soup about it. <laughs> no, I remember you, that makes me think of a few years ago, one of my business friends told me to get off the fence. Um, mm. So Kate to Oon, Kate, this is you. Mm -hmm. She said, get off the fence and pick it when it comes to onshore versus offshore VAs and this mm -hmm. topic that can be quite polarising, not quite to the level of COVID, but, you know, still something in our industry that's pretty big. I always advocate for both sides and I still do, so sucked in. But mm -hmm. I had to be more vocal about what I did think about it um, because it's very easy to just kind of, you know, water it down, which is something I was talking about in one of the other episodes, um, watering down your perspective of things. And, and it's one of the best things that I've done is to occasionally just post something that kind of pokes the bear a little bit because, mm -hmm. and this is what I saw with yours, the people that resonate rise up. Mm -hmm. You empower them to rise up and speak their truth. And the ones who don't resonate in true marketing style do leave. Mm -hmm. And so it is a fabulous filter, not only for business, but also the mental health of your social circles. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah. it's terrifying sometimes to get out of your own way and be true to you and not worry about, you know, okay, so, so a lot of people don't speak up because they have imposter syndrome. They think, who's going to mm -hmm. listen to me? If I say these things, I'm going to have to validate everything and everyone's going to know I'm mm -hmm. a big old fraud. Um, mm -hmm. But we get through that by trip, speaking what we believe and what we're passionate about. And so everyone can do that. And so we're both going to disagree with some people and that's okay, we will leave. Maybe we'll be a nasty little, you know, so-and-so and leave a comment or, you know, do that last little door slam on the way out. That's fine. People do that. Um, but if, but it's still okay for you to have that truth for yourself. A hundred percent. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And the connections that I make with people that are in alignment with my beliefs and integrity um, are so much more powerful and fulfilling mm. and override anyone getting stabby at me for just simply speaking my truth. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. the scales far way down to the amazingness that comes from that as opposed to worrying about people that you know, aren't really up for hearing about that. Yeah. And that's exactly right. It just, it, it, it makes it so that you can be more passionate about what you believe because you will have, there will be a chorus around you that speaks up. If you speak up, you know, in a really clear, this is where I stand kind of way, this is what I think kind of way. <laughs> And, you know, doing this series, I'm talking about, you know, in terms of just showing up for business, in terms of putting yourself out there, saying what you want, being confident in offering what you want to um, offer or, you know, um, marketing yourself strongly. But I think at the end of the day, running our businesses, it's all about you as a human. You can't do any of that stuff mm -hmm. without being a little human being at the bottom of that. So that's yeah. why, and, and there are consequences, but as you said, so you could look at it in the post that you did the following day saying, yep, about hundred people or so have left, um, which, you know, I know when people leave my membership, they've got many different reasons, but each time I'm like, oh, that hurt, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and it, yeah. it does because you want everyone to love you, you want everyone to, to want what you have to offer, but at the end of the day, there's way more positive than negative. So you, there, it, is a, it is a risk that you take, but isn't it worth it when you end up with 100%. a group that is less diluted? Yeah, 100%. But also, for sure, it's a risk. But I also think that it can be a calculated risk. So, for example, my Facebook group, I feel mostly very, I mean, of course, you know, there's a lot of people that don't know me, but having run it for five years now, um, I've connected with a lot of people. For me, it is a safe space. I do feel safe to share my opinion in there, even though, you know, this one was really testing the waters. Um, and I, so for me, I felt like I was speaking into a safe space. Would have I posted that somewhere else um, that I was not as familiar with and that was a little bit more potentially um, volatile? I don't know. I mean, for example, I've only just started to post my thoughts on my personal um, Facebook profile, which I actually think it's quite funny. So I can be very real and vulnerable to 16,000 members in my Facebook group, but actually sharing my opinion on my private group, I mean, my private profile, um, where all my friends and family are, is a little bit more scary. I'm more scared about being judged by them. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And it is, it's a, it's a, you've got to choose when and where strategically to put yourself mm -hmm. out there. So you do want to yeah. minimize risk, but mm -hmm. you can definitely, yeah, stay, stay true to yourself and, and not worry too much about what um, happens at the end of the day, especially in business, because unlike personal, um, you know, you don't owe those people a no. certain personality or a certain belief well, like I said, it's my channel, you know, like you're coming into my space, you're coming into my lounge room. You wouldn't come into my house and tell me how to move my lounge and, you know, where to put my table and what I should talk about in my house. I've spent 
thousands and thousands of hours growing and creating that group and um you know a lot of money that's been invested in my time and everything that i offer in there and that doesn't mean that i'm not open to other people's opinions i actually love listening to other people's opinions and perspectives but you can't come into my house and tell me i can't say something you know <laughs> Yeah, I've told, as I mentioned before we started recording, I've told people to um, basically fuck off out of my groups if they don't agree with some of my points because they are important points for me. Mm. Um, it is my house and if you don't like it, here's the door. And, mm. um, and it's, Go and create your own group. Yeah, that's right. And that leaves that. Yes. Yeah, and that's exactly what I did. That's exactly why I started my Facebook group because I didn't like being confined to other people's rules in their groups. So I went and started my own. So if you don't like something that's happening in a group, go start your own and then you can do whatever you want. That's right. And the whole point of these groups is to have a space for a particular purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, in, in the case of your group, we've got, you know, women who are predominant as business mums who uh, who align with your values because you are the one running it. It's as simple mm -hmm. as that. Same with mm -hmm. mine. Virtual assistants in Australia who align with what I believe is right and morally, you know, right for running a business is in my group. And if I disagree mm -hmm. with that, you can leave. And same with yours. If they disagree, they can leave. Um, but I do still, I love that expression, you know, get off the fence. Don't don't water down who you are to to please everybody. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's going to be people that go, I don't like you, and that is okay. <laughs> it's okay because the ones who like you will like you even more. They'll be like, like I reached out straight after you posted that because I was like, yes, that I like you even more. <laughs> yeah, I like you even more. Yeah. But the reality is, we want everyone to like us, but we actually don't like everyone. No, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like it's the weirdest perception that we have in our heads that everyone should like us or we get hurt that if people don't like us, but then we don't like everyone and we're not there, you know, taking that so seriously either. So I just think that sometimes we take having people like us way too seriously when it's really liberating just to turn around and go, do you know what? It's fine. It's mm -hmm. fine. Maybe it's not about me. Maybe it's about them. Maybe it is about me. Who knows? But I think then that feeds back into the self-worth mm -hmm. and standing strong in who you know you are and, um, you know, staying true to that. So how do you build up your self-worth? You're obviously a confident young woman. So how do you <laughs> build up? Um, I'm not going to ask how old you are. <laughs> I'm 38. I don't mind telling you how old I am. I'm 38. You're an awesome age. You're a very good age. <laughs> oh, um, thanks. All right, that's the age I think I'm going to stop my clock at because every time <laughs> someone asks me how old I am now, I always sit on, like, I, I go there and then I forget about the extra birthdays. <laughs> Great. So it's all downhill from here, though, is it? <laughs> Life is better, but the numbers just don't kind of feel so, they don't feel representative. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how did how does someone build up their self worth mm. when in in this crazy old world we're living in? Yeah, it's a lot of inner work. Um, so, for example, I, I didn't have any self worth or confidence when I first started growing my group. I actually really did try to make everyone like me and was offended if someone left the group or didn't like me. And I did value other people's opinions more than my own. Um, I thought that I was okay and I thought that I was normal, but in hindsight, I was really operating on a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of 
um, past trauma and a lot of subconscious programming. And um, I think with any sort of transition um, from low self-worth to high self-worth, um, Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes there can be adversity and that was certainly the case for me where I went through quite a lot of adversity and sometimes when we're faced with adversity, we can go either two of way, two, two, two ways. Um, it can beat us down and we cannot really see the gift in it. But for me, something just changed in me. I was just ready to be opened up to looking at this adversity as a gift. And um, so when I was, you know, like dead on the floor, um, I just sort of thought, okay, how am I going to put myself back together? And, um, and I operated in such a place of imposter syndrome when I first started my business, Business Jump, and um, was so scared to put myself out there. And suddenly and and I thought that it was a fluke and so the two sort of paralleled the personal development sort of paralleled as my business grew and I got to a point where I started going yeah but hang on like I did create this business and but it is successful and maybe it wasn't a fluke and maybe I do know what I'm doing and that coincided with the inner work that I was doing in regards to well maybe I'm not like you know, this, this or this, and maybe I do have some sort of skills. And I think just by doing those small little challenges and overcoming those little bits of adversity and continuing to practice personal development and mindfulness and um, inner work, you can sort of transition and transform into a place where you just go, you know what, like, I think I'm okay. Like, I think I'm okay. It doesn't mean that I don't question myself every now and again, but I just learned that my opinion is also important um, and I learned that other people's opinions, like holding myself back and not being my true self, meant that I was placing someone's opinion as more important than living my dream or living in purpose or feeling aligned to who I am and I just thought that's a bit crazy at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I want to see people taking up more space. You know, just going, yeah, you know what, w me and, and what I think and what I believe and what I can do is not going to be put in this little box and hidden mm -hmm. away. I'm going to just, mm -hmm. I am here and I'm going to stretch out and I'm going to take up some more space because I deserve it. And without me and all the other people around me, it would be a bloody boring little old world, wouldn't it? And we would have no one with all the different gifts that everybody brings mm -hmm. to the table. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, like, it's the key point, like ourselves and being us and speaking in sort of like our just authentic tone is how we stand out from the noise in the online world. Because if you just hide behind a brand or hide behind a business, you're probably like same, same as everyone else out there. So it is a real key and asset to be able to um, use yourself as that unique point of difference. But I do think that like it is a little bit of a growth journey, especially for any, because I work with so many clients that say that they don't want to put themselves out there and that's fine. Like I don't force them to do it because I think it comes in small stepping stones. Um, and once you get to that place, it's a really beautiful, fulfilling place to be where you just really don't give that much of a fuck about so many things that you used to care so much about. 
that's a nice space to be. That is one of the best things about getting older is that you do, you, you, you do care less um, mm. about other people's opinions. Not every day. Some days you're like raw and just everything yeah. hurts. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. But if the majority of the time you're like, you know what, I've got this and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty unique and mm. uh, I've got a lot to, to bring to the table, even if it's just my table, that's fine. Yeah. And I think that there's a real beauty in, for me, it's not that I will discard anyone else's opinion if it disagrees with me, like if the opinion disagrees with me or the person disagrees with me, I'll still take it on for a second, but I've learned to then screen it. Mm. So I'll sort of sit with it for a second and think to myself, could there be any truth in this? Um, Yes, no. And then I move on from there because I think, you know, you like I do ponder that maybe you could take it like way too far and end up as like a sociopath maybe. So (laughs) we want to check ourselves as well and apply perspective because I think there's a really beautiful thing in there and being able to see other people's perspectives but also holding true and just screening back through that, okay, is this in alignment with my values? Is it in alignment with my integrity? Is this in alignment with who I am? Do I still think that like, you know, after sifting through this other information, am I still solid? Yep. Then I'm going to stick to that and move on. Yeah. I love it. Take the data, assess it, filter it, do what you need to do. Um, just try, stay true to yourself. And and that is so important at the moment, especially. Um, and, and build your tribe around people. You can only build your tribe if you say what it is you're looking for. Um, mm. And that that makes you stronger and just helps out as I said, with your mental health, which helps out with your physical health as well. So um, hopefully people will feel a little bit more brave and empowered to just, you know, take those little steps, you know, um, do do the little things one little step at a time to help you move forward. And um, hopefully you'll get to a point where you think, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'm rocking this. I'm pretty damn fine because I think that everyone who listens to this podcast is pretty damn fine and I want them to think that as well. Thank you so much for your time today. It has been so great talking to you. And thank you for sharing, you know, this this experience that you've had and then the knowledge that you bring to your business, how people can actually use that in a positive way. How do people find out more about you? Um, Well, they can pop over to my Facebook group, which is Remarkable Business Mums, um, or um, I also run Business Jump as well. So they can just find me on any of those handles if they put in Business Jump. Beautiful. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for listening to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. Between now and our next session, I know you're going to be hanging out to take some action on outsourcing in your business. So head on over to virtuallyyours.com.au and you can download some information there about the best ways to outsource for business growth. If you're a virtual assistant, make sure you join us. We have an amazing virtual assistant community at Virtually Yours, Aussie VAs connecting and helping each other grow. Have a fantastic day and I'll see you at the next podcast.